Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Ashwini. Hey, Jen. Can you hear me all right? Perfectly. Wonderful. All right. So this week, let's practice Joshu's teaching, being here now for this. Notice how life unfolds discreetly, now, 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 this, 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 here, here, here. Notice how all of life is within the moment. Pay attention to the vastness of information, activity, and insight that is contained in the moment. Notice the perfection of the now, its wholeness, and its complexity. Notice how being the stream of life unfolding accomplishes what needs to be done. Notice the vitality that is the experience of being present, being this here now. As you notice being here now for this, Notice how the mind is always about the moment. Notice how past and future don't exist in the present, that both are abstractions, thoughts in conditioned mind. Notice how conditioned mind seems to always be behind the moment, embroidering the now with not this. And, of course, notice how ego struggles with this assignment, and as always, RL. All right, let's take our first caller. First caller, you're now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hello, this is Judy from California. Hey, Judy. Hi, Ashwini. You know, I've, as you know, I've been looking at non-thinking a lot, and your guidance on Tuesday was so helpful to me. And so what I'm seeing at the moment is that I can have the experience of looking at a flower and not have anything going on about it, just being there looking at the flower. And... and I had that experience, and so now it seems like I want to stretch that to now, 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 here, here, here. Is that the, am I on the right track? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I think you just nailed uh, Joshua's, this, the, Joshua's teaching, right? Because he said you finished eating your porridge. Now it's time to wash your bowl. It's that mm-hmm. Alan Watts thing, right, Judy, about, you know, in Zen we don't peel the potatoes and think about God. Spirituality is peeling the potatoes. And so mm-hmm. that, that the point that you made is I'm just with the flower. There's nothing going on about the flower, about me compared to the flower, about whether the flower is better or worse than the other flower I saw. It's just being with the flower. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else going on, right? That is the essence of the teaching. So if, that, if, if you, you know that experience, and so you have that experience ostensibly with the flower, that is your experience with everything. We just have to drop what gets added to it. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems like expand the time that I'm doing that. So, so now when I'm looking oh, at the flower, you know, yes. yeah, it's only yes, seconds yes. until there's a thought or assessment about it. That's right. And so yeah. that's where you redirect the attention, right? So you notice the thought that, oh, whatever, whatever the thought is either related to the flower or related to the coffee that you've got to make in 15 seconds. Whatever right. it is, there's a redirect to, I, I don't need any of that going on to just be here. Okay. 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 I'll keep doing it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Judy. <laughs> Bye-bye. Go happy. You too. Thanks for joining us, Judy. Ashwini, it's, it's so clear it's training it's just training like we would train with anything else yes yeah you know yeah. like 
like Judy was saying, you know, now, okay, got it. Now I'm going to apply it to this larger area. Okay, got that. Now I'm going to extend the time that I'm doing it. Yes. Well, and the way I, the way I, the reason I love meditating so much, right, Jen, is because part of what happens is attention is so rapid, right? It keeps flicking mm-hmm. from one thing to yeah. the other thing to the other thing to condition mind here to condition mind here to stay in condition mind, condition mind, condition mind, and so. It, one of the ways in which we train the attention is to be here, here, here. And so yeah. uh, it's, an, it's anal- an analogous to running, right? You want to keep running for longer and longer distances, and so you, you want to train attention to be here for longer and longer periods of time, that it doesn't oscillate from here. And you can actually mm-hmm. train, train for that, so over time, yeah. you can learn to pay attention for longer stretches of time, which basically means the attention is on awareness more than exactly. attention is on conditioned mind, and you break yeah. the barriers of yeah. flicking attention. Huh? Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying when you were laying that out. Is The real benefit of that is not that we're going to quiet that flitting around, but that as we train with it in longer and longer periods of time, and again, why meditation is such an exquisite experience of that, is that, that there's that, um, yeah, attention moves from that flitting, like, oh, stop, stop, trying to get that to stop, to up and out onto awareness. And then attention is resting peacefully on awareness as the mind is doing whatever the mind is doing. Yes, which it will do. Which it will do, exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's take our next caller. Next caller, you're now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Jill in Philadelphia. Hey, Jill. Hey. Um, So I've had so many exquisite experiences with this. Um, There were two that came to mind, but one was about meditation, so... That seems like um, a good one. Um, so for, um, I guess, a number of months now, for some reason, the, when I do the morning recitation, I, like the parts of it that I'm trying to recite just drop away. Like I, I just can't find what's supposed to come next. And um, so I've been practicing and practicing with this in some really fun ways. Um, and um, the most recent, I think, I can't remember if it was because of this assignment or if it happened before, but um, what has happened uh, sometimes recently is that exactly what Jen said, that when I'm doing the recitation, there's a place where awareness is there, aware of the, pers- of the um, recitation just coming out of the person. Um, and it's, it really is absolutely exquisite. It just feels, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's a very happy place when that happens. <laughs> I think that's a sufficient way to describe it, right? That uh, awareness is aware of the recitation arising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, I mean, uh, yeah, it's just really exquisite. Absolutely, absolutely exquisite, and um, you know, and it came that it, I feel like I I was able to receive that experience because I was having trouble with it, you know, um, and the and sort of the training part of it, um, and then the other and, one. And, 
and Sorry, go ahead. I project what you mean by that, just to clarify it, is if, if the mind is struggling to remember what's going to come next, it doesn't feel exquisite. It feels like a struggle. Yeah. So when we drop that and trust that mm. uh, the life wrote the daily recollection, and it certainly can remember the words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so you, you let that go and let it be there, and it will be. And the exquisiteness is in the flow, in the trust, in the lack of struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah, the, um, yeah. I mean, there was been there was a lot of laughter when I couldn't remember too. <laughs> so um, you know, it's because it just seemed um, I don't know. It just seemed unlikely that 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 could occur. But. Um, when it would yeah. happen over and over, it just—I mean—you kind of have to start laughing at it. But um, yeah, yes. Ex- well, yeah. and you laugh at the sta- the laughter is the absurdity of uh, it, th- there's an absurdity that isn't—it's it, just humorous, right? It's acceptance of what's going on. Exactly. That, that you exactly. Remember it, <laughs> and it can't be that you forget it. And if right. you've said it so many times, how like, do you not know the word that comes next? But the point is that that is a possibility also. It's not a familiar occurrence, Mm. but it's definitely one of the many things that could happen in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's been a really fun practice and then just, I mean, because I guess what that um, experience is building for me is just this desire to um, practice more, you know? I mean, it was, it was really, uh, I don't know, it just, that that experience is available in meditation. I don't know. I I can't, I can't remember ever having it feel so, um, yeah, happy, just happy to be in that. Um, And not to, yeah, I guess I, I kind of sound like I'm chasing something, but um, yeah, now I'm, caught up in the story of it but <laughs> anyway no. it, was, yeah. it was good we stumble around trying to express express the experience yeah. point to it and point to what a fabulous experience it was and therefore that possibility of dissolving the me in it uh is is after all why we're practicing <laughs> you know more and more of those experiences cumulatively yeah and that unfolding now mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was absolutely exquisite. So wonderful. Well thank you. Thanks, Jill. Thanks for joining us, Jill. Ashwini, I so resonate. It's so delightful that piece of um it just makes me want to practice more. And what I project onto that is, you know, what the two of you were talking about is the standards get dropped. Completely. And then it's just fun to train with all of it. Yeah. 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 The standards get dropped. Yeah. Yeah. It's like life wrote the recollection, life remembers the recollection, and life also forgets the recollection. <laughs> you know, all of it. There's no point at which it's me doing, you know, doing any of it that I now need to do something about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the moment can be whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take our next caller. Next this caller is, is now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? 
Uh, this is Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, um, so yeah, so the wanting to practice more, I've had uh, also just this uh, great experience. So first thing in the morning when sort of, the, you know, for, for years, I guess for years, I've been aware that conditioning tries to jump in and sort of get me off suffering before I've even opened my eyes. And so I have this practice of just relaxing the breath first thing in the morning. And, and it's a, it was so second nature that um, I don't know that I was even, you know, necessarily consciously aware how much I was doing it. And so what I think, so having, having a, a, like, so a lot of pressure from a bunch of different directions, the conditioning has amplified in the morning and self-hate is amplified in the morning. And then there's this practice right there of just breathing into the moment, breathing into the body, like, look, whatever, whatever is in store today, right now, I am laying here, inhaling and exhaling, and it is amazing. Um, like the visceralness of dropping the story and just breathing mm -hmm. um, and does make me want to practice more. So my, my on the cushion practice is I'm like, hey, remember the breath? <laughs> like there's just like just this gentle guidance just like come on back here, see what it's like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, it, it, there's, there's, a, there's so much in what you're saying, right, Brian, because when, first of all, we pay attention and we notice the escalation of self-hate in the morning. When I wake up, even before I wake up, there's already all this suffering. And so I have a practice that assists me to relax into the moment, to be here for the now. However, and it sounds like a very mentoring conversation. Remember the breath, relax, be in the body, whatever is in store for you, it, it's going to be fine. And that, that experience of being bathed in love because that's what it is, in that love uh, is, is, is one of the most yummy feelings that, that one can have. And so that is what motivates us to want to live and swim in that more and more. And so every occasion of training and practice becomes an occasion and opportunity for that same process movement. Yeah, that's the... Uh that's the washing the bowl after I've eaten. You know, it's like, what's here now? And um, it's, I don't know, it's like the difference also is like, it's not just the end of suffering, you know, which is nice. Like, look, like, I'm not even awake yet. I'm going to stay here in bed for 20 more minutes because that's when the timer is set for. And so you can talk if you want, but I'm just going to breathe. And meanwhile, like sort of not having the suffering. And in addition to the not having the suffering, there's like just relaxing to the experience of, oh my gosh, it feels really good to bring air into the body and let it go. Um, well, yeah, I love what you're saying, Brian, because it's so, it's so important. The Buddha didn't just teach the end, uh, ending of suffering, but it, the, the corollary to that is light, enjoying life. So it's not just I stop listening to a voice in the head torturing me every morning. It's like I can enjoy lying in bed 
and have and feeling alive as the breath enters my body and uh, I don't know you lying in a comfortable bed and snuggling under the covers and feeling the warmth. There is an experience that I'm having that is of enjoyment. So when I'm listening to that voice, it it makes me suffer and it robs me of enjoyment. So when I when I stop listening to it, when I when I replace it with that loving voice, there's a way in which I'm allowed to have my life. Yeah. Yeah, and the, you know, and so then, you know, often my, you know, meditation on a cushion is a varying thing, um, and often what I observe is there's a lot of the brain planning and planning and thinking about things like you know, and I at at this point, like I no longer. Well, I wouldn't say I never, but I, I don't get caught into fighting that as much um, because fighting it is just. I'm trying to point. I'm trying to point at a, a space of faith, really. That like I, fighting it isn't solving the problem either. That's correct. And Absolutely. and like and I didn't actually solve the problem in the morning. But there was intentionality to it at one time, and it got set up, and it's just like, oh, that's just a space where I'm reflexively kind to myself in the it's sort of the barrage of what else I need to do, internal criticism, oh, you shouldn't regret, all the things that can get thrown, you know, that get thrown at this human being. Like, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a practice of kindness there, and... I can't say that I did it, you know, and that feels really good in a way that I would have been anxious about 10 years ago, like, oh, what do you mean I didn't do it? If I'm not doing it, well, what does have to just to let go and let life do it? I'm like, maybe, yeah. See what that is. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Well, I, I, it's aware. So, so much in that too, right, Brian? Because awareness is, awareness transforms, but you have to grow into that too. So when you when you start meditating, there is a, a whole level of intentionality because there is uh, you know we have instructions and we're told to redirect the attention and watch our thoughts and all of that and so there's a lot of conditioning there that is is always operating right it's operating on us all the time and so there's the self hate there's the the standards of improvement and there's so when we sit on the cushion for the first time or the first couple of years. As Sherry says in that wonderful uh, DVD on, on, uh, or uh, teaching on, on meditating and how to meditate, we're not going for any experience when we sit on the cushion. We're here so we can watch whatever the conditioning is. And the more we just sit and the more we watch it, including identifying with the person who needs to be doing this better, the more it falls away. So it's not, it's not that I'm doing anything in that process, but the fact that oh, I'm sitting on the cushion, the awareness is training me, right? And all of the conditioning falls away. So someday you sit on the cushion and you're reflexively kind and you realize you didn't do that. Your experience was constantly being identified with what was telling you you could be doing it better. But really what was happening is that the conditioning is falling away and therefore you could be reflexively kind because that is really 
what you are and what you're training for. It's the magic of Zen. Yeah. Yeah, the... Um, because the other side of it is that conditioning would say, oh, well, yeah, it's just okay to think about your to-do list or whatever stuff while you're... You know, it's, it's, it's like it's... And it's not that it's not okay to be caught in the story or the planning or whatever, but that's also not what's being pointed at. It's not going with conditioned mind in a different direction. No. If you don't sit with the, if you redirect, if you're training to go with conditioned mind, that's what you're training. But when you sit on the cushion, however, the, however uh, easy or difficult it is, what you're training is redirecting the attention. So as long as I'm redirecting the attention, it doesn't matter how successful within quotes I am. If that is the practice, the conditioning will fall away. But if my practice is just to indulge conditioned mind when I sit on the cushion, you could meditate forever and not have the experience 10 years later of being reflexively kind. Yes, and conditioning would give me, self-hate would give me the fear that that's what I'm doing. That what I'm doing is just sitting here thinking about things, not meditating at all, not directing my attention, not whatever, not whatever. And, and yet in the space of that, there's this, this experience of waking up that is yeah. so clearly not that. And it's like, it just like the general mind, yeah, that's happening on the cushion too. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter if I notice it every time or not. That's right. Yeah. This, and the, you know, the, yeah. The, the, the practice phrase that captures that is on the peace flag. Show up and trust the magic. Yes, that's it. That's everything. That's <laughs> I could have just said that and been <laughs> well, everything yeah. that's happening today. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for joining us, Brian. And Ashwani, we have time for at least one more caller. So let's... Here we go. Well, Next hello. caller, you're now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Um, hi, this is Pasha. Hi, Pasha. Hi. Um, I'm so grateful to be um, connecting, and what I see about um, uh, this experience now... Uh, sorry, can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So what I see there's um, <clears throat> uh, this experience here and here and here also includes um, seeing um, conditioned mind or see, watching what conditioned mind is uh, uh, currently doing. As mm -hmm. this experience of all here includes. Uh, also, the um, I don't know how to describe it. Includes the one who is kind of um, um, watching the conditioned mind. Absolutely, awareness is aware of everything, and the mind is part of what it's aware of. Right, and I think part of what we experience with increasing practice is just because the mind is doing something, doing what it does, it's not wrong. Because that's the sort of first place in practice. If somehow, if somehow conditioning is operating, there's something wrong. Because what the experience I'm going for 
is a complete absence of identification. <laughs> yeah? Yes, yes. Uh, yes, that's what conditioned mind is trying to uh, portray. Oh, I, w I saw the conditioned mind and, uh, and now, uh, n now that somehow um, have to make me feel bad. Uh, because right. because uh, I'm not just um, sitting in bliss here. I saw the um, the ugly face of conditioning, and uh, I'm supposed to get scared and um, get into the conversation, like what I'm going to do about it or how I'm going to feel about it. But uh, my experience yeah. is uh, watching conditioned mind with... Um, uh, with a mm, sort of peace of mind or um, with um, just accept with acceptance um, that opens up um, um, opens up um, experience of here now because um, um, because I'm, I'm not going with those stories I'm just staying here and here next mm -hmm. moment in here next moment, and um, I'm, I'm not um, buying into a story that uh, this moment have to be like pure bliss, uh, free from conditioning, or uh, I'm going to go do something about it, or, or I'm somehow I have to run away from it. I'm just here for anything, including right. uh, all this uh, freaking out from conditioned mind. Yes. It's the difference. It is really uh, awareness is peaceful, right? Because when I'm attending to awareness, peace it, peace is the container in which the upheaval of the mind is contained. It's only when I'm in conditioned mind, identified with it, that I believe that peace is something to be acquired. But if I'm in peace, looking at conditioning, it's a very different experience than being in conditioning, attempting to get peaceful. Yes, exactly. Uh, in conditioning, attempting to get this, uh, and what my uh, experience is, it's almost, um, uh, it's almost uh, like a, a good feeling because if I if I see you condition mine here, um, I'm no I'm not in you. So That's it's, right. it's 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 yeah. a helpful reassurance that. Um, you know, I see the ugly conditioned mind, but I don't mind it because it just it just reassurance that um, it's, uh, I'm, I'm not inside of it. Yes, it's that's very true, right, Tasha? But we have to, and as everyone in this call has been pointing out, we have to get there. Initially, it feels like a struggle. Initially, it feels like I have to do something about it. But as we practice noticing what we get to is, an, is a place of acceptance from which the mind can do what it can do. It, it's, not, it's not causing me to feel afraid. It's not causing me to want to distract myself. It, it doesn't cause the condition. It doesn't, just watching it doesn't drop me back into conditioned mind with an attempt to relate to conditioned mind from conditioned mind. The awareness allows me to just watch conditioned mind and just realize, oh, it's just, just like I might watch the wind or the clouds in the sky, here's the mind doing what it's doing. It has nothing to do with me. Yes, uh, 
and it feels like a, a powerful uh, position, uh, not position of power, but um, um, it's, um, you know, the tables are turned. Now I'm watching uh, Condition Mind, and um, it's, it's included as one dot of, like, in this huge field of awareness. And, um, um, and yeah, and it doesn't rob me of energy going into its stories. It, it frees up the energy here in the body and everything around it because um, uh, because life just supplies energy all the time for everything. That's exactly right. So if I'm not caught up in the story, if it can't draw me in, then it th there is no charge to it. It's like I'm not being burnt by the fire. I can watch it, right? I can keep my yes. safe distance from it and not yes. get uh, consumed by it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks, sure. Basha. Thanks for joining us, Basha. And that, that piece is so uh, key. You know, what Pasha said about... Um, I forget how he put it exactly, but when, when we're aware that we're aware of what conditioned mind is doing, one, it allows us to see, oh, that's not me. And also it's that place that it feels like Sherry points at. Of, it's good to have it in awareness because it's always up to something. So if we're, okay, we're aware of that one dot there in the vast field of awareness, and it's not back there operating outside of consciousness. Yes, that, that is such a wonderful point, Jen, that conscious, we, we want everything to be in conscious awareness because if it's not within the, the field of conscious awareness, we have no idea what it's up to. Yeah, it's either, it's either planning an attack or there's a subtle one underway that's operating that we're not seeing. <laughs> yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you, Ashwani. Thank you, Thank everyone. Thank you, Jen. Go happy. All right. Go happy. Bye-bye.